Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, gentlemen. And welcome to the Encouragement Group, the group that we do each and every Friday to encourage you, to inspire you, to motivate you. Because we know that weekends are tough. And when we first started doing this group many years ago, we started doing it because we found that many people were choosing to leave here over the weekends. A little less time, a little less structure, a little less staff. And also, it also coincided with uh, this disease of wellness that you guys would get on the weekends. You know, uh, you do the grind, you do the issues, you do the work Monday to Friday. And then come the weekend, we get this idea that, well, maybe I've done enough work. Well, maybe my family wants me home now. Well, maybe it's time to go back to work. But some of you guys have tried that route before, right? You've gone home, you've knocked on the door, you said, surprise, I got out early. And you saw the look of fear on their faces, right? Gentlemen, we didn't bring you here to do some of the work. We didn't bring you here to do most of the work. Gentlemen, we want you to leave no stone unturned here. We want you to do all the work. We have one goal, and that's to turn out sober men. And we've been doing it for over a hundred years. We are your biggest fans. We are your biggest cheerleaders. We believe in you at a time when you have difficulty believing in yourselves. We know that, uh, that the vast majority of you, when you came through the doors here, knew what kind of shoes everybody wore, but had difficulty knowing what color people's eyes were because you're so busy with your heads down. You have hurt yourselves. You have hurt others enough. You have tried to make this thing work. And you are here now because if you could have made it work on the outside, you would be doing it right now. All of you have hit some sort of bottom that have brought you to this door. And I don't care how many times you've been to treatment before. I don't care how many times you've tried this thing and have been unsuccessful. Hope and opportunity exists for you now. And we know we're good at this thing, man. We've been doing it over 100 years. The friars believe in you. The sisters believe in you. The staff believes in you. If there's nobody else in your life that believes in you, know that we do. We know that not only abstinence is possible, we know that a life worth living is worth possible. You gentlemen know how to survive. Many of you don't know how to live. Haven't experienced life. Haven't experienced all the fruits and the benefits that go along with sobriety. And what does that mean? Now, what does a sober life mean? What do the fruits and benefits of sobriety mean? How about being able to look your kid in the eye again? How about being able to hold on to a job and hold on to money again? How about to have people not only you know, uh, be able to look you in the eye, but not have to cross the other side of the street when they see you coming? Is that a w- life worth living? Not having to worry about where that next fix is coming from, who you're going to beg, borrow, steal, cheat, lie, manipulate to. That's a freeing feeling, isn't it? We are here to encourage you. The definition of courage is the ability to face something that is difficult or scary. The ability to act in the face of something difficult or scary. To encourage you is to give that courage to you. 
And we know that recovery is difficult. We know that recovery is scary. For people who don't understand addiction, they would think, well, geez, addiction's got to be way more scary than recovery. But you guys have become so comfortable in the chaos. You've reached a point where recovery seems more scary, more difficult than addiction itself. And when I thought about what I wanted to talk with you guys about today, I know it's hard to read, but uh, uh, there's a story that I want to share with you, uh, another motivational speaker, and it's going to require, it's going to require a prop. And um, in my hand, I don't get to see these very often. In my hand, I'm holding a $100 bill. Okay, how many of you would like this $100 bill? Okay, you don't want it? I do. You do, okay. So we got about 100% of our hands up. You'd like this $100 bill, wouldn't you? Okay, well, let's say I'm going to give this $100 bill to somebody, okay? Now, now hold on a second. Now, before, I, before I do, um, I'm going to crumple this thing up, okay? How many of you still want this $100 bill? You still want it? You still want the $100 bill, even though it's all crumpled up? You do? I got a hell yeah. Okay, wait, wait I'm, not, I'm not quite done yet. I'm stomping it on the floor. It is dirty. It is crumpled. Okay? Does everybody still want it? Everybody still interested? Okay, anybody not interested in it now because it's crumpled up? Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to, it's got to be new and crisp for you. But 99% of you still want it. 99% of you still want that $100 bill. Because despite the fact that this $100 bill has been crumpled up, despite the fact that it has been stomped on, it has been dirtied on the floor, it has not lost its value. What about you? What about you? How many of you have been crumpled? How many of you have been dirtied? How many of you have hit bottom? How many of you have felt like what this $100 bill looks like? You have chosen to devalue yourself because you have been dirtied and you have been crumpled, because you have experienced consequences, because you have been hurt and you have hurt others. You wouldn't devalue a dirty $100 bill, and yet you choose to devalue yourselves. Gentlemen, you, despite your imperfections, despite the consequences, despite you know, the things that you have done to yourself and others, you are still valuable as human beings. Let's face it, guys. You know, we had a gentleman who, who used a quote this morning who talked about you know, the, the, a quote that we use a lot around here, how you've given up everything for one thing, right? I've given up everything for one thing. I gave up homes. I gave up families. I gave up schools. I gave up jobs. I gave up freedom for that drug of choice. I gave up everything for one thing. What we're asking you to do is to give up that one thing to open the doors for everything. Let's face it. You guys are professionals. You are the best of the best. You are Olympic caliber alcoholics and addicts. Alright, I mean that. No, think about it. Okay, look, think about an Olympic skater. Alright, and I gotta do this quick. Olympic skater starts skating when they're very young, right? And when they practice their craft, when they're really good, you know, even at a young age, how long do they practice? 
They practice for hours and hours and hours a day. And when they get really, really good, Olympic caliber skaters, what's the next thing they do? They leave. They leave their families. They leave their schools. They leave their friends so that they can do what? Practice some more. And they go away to a training facility where they can practice day and night to become the best of the best. Now let's take a look at the, the alcoholic and the addict. When did most of you start? Young. When you were really young. And when you were practicing your craft, how long did it take? You didn't do it for an hour a day, right? You woke up in the morning and you were saying, saying how am I going to get it today? Where am I going to get it today? I need the money today. I need transportation today. Who am I going to steal from today? You practiced. You got high. You came down. And you did it all over again. You were Olympic caliber alcoholics and addicts. And you gave up what? You gave up family? Did you give up friends? You heard a gentleman this morning say how he gave up his children. Okay? We gave up our freedom. We gave up all of this stuff so that we can go practice our crafts. Gentlemen, you are skilled and you are talented. You are creative. You have a lot of ability. We just need to put it in a different way today. Despite your imperfections, you have not lost your value. Can I have a hallelujah? Hallelujah! Michael! Besides being very resourceful and talented, and, I, and, and this is a great... Uh, I love that one, David. I do. Um, you have not lost your value, huh? And so this, this, uh, besides being very uh, resourceful and talented, you would also all say, probably, that you are very street smart. You're very street smart. I can see a con. I can spot a hustle a mile away. You can't con me. I'm too, I'm too savvy. I'm too street smart. Well, let's take a look at that for a minute. Let's take a look at a hustle or a con and what it looks like. A hustler, a pool hustler, or a card shark, how do they suck you in? They let you feel like you're winning for a minute. They make you feel like, hey, this is great. I got it made here. I can, I can take money from this guy. They let you win for a while. And just when you get confident and just when you start to think you got this, they crush you. Huh? That's a hustle. That's a con. Most of you would say that you're too smart to fall for that. Well, guess what? This drug, this alcohol... This disease played you like a fiddle because it let you think, right, for a minute that you were getting what you wanted out of it. Some need was being met. Some problem was being solved. Something good was coming of this. It made you think that you were winning for a minute. And then it came in the other side and crushed you. Huh? That's a con. That's a hustle. And I'm sad to say that you all fell for it. So you're not as street smart as you thought you were because you fell for the biggest con on earth, the biggest hustle on earth. And so now, now that you see it, would you go back to that same pool hall and play with that guy again? No. If you went back there, you'd probably crack the pool stick over his head. You'd be so angry with him for hustling you, for swindling you. Huh? That's what this disease did to you. That's what this drug did to you. So... Be angry with it. Don't even think about going back and playing with it again because it will hustle you again. Huh? What did they say? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. 
Don't be fooled by this again, guys. Have a good weekend. Thank you, Michael. I mean, think, I mean, think about what he's saying, right? Because then, you know, if you look at it from that perspective, all right, imagine, imagine you're, you're, you're married and, and you just got hustled, right? And you go back and you tell your wife, honey, I'm sorry, I lost this month's rent. I just got hustled. And you say, oh, I'm going to go back to him, though. Right? How would, how would that be met with? And yet so many of you guys come into treatment and hold on to the attitudes that hold on to the disease, that hold on to the con, and you think somehow you know better. Right? Only to get hustled again. Hope and opportunity exists for you today, gentlemen. What does it require? Work. Work, stress, and time. Work, stress, and time. Are you willing to do the work? You know, we oftentimes ask guys in discharge committee on a scale of 1 to 10, how hard would, how hard would you say you're working? Oh, I'm doing about a 6. Really? You think that's what it takes? <laughs> stress. You know, things are not always going to go your way. There are always going to be obstacles. There are always going to be roadblocks. A lot of you guys are willing to do all the work so long as there are no roadblocks in the way. I don't get into the halfway house or outpatient program that I want to go to. Oh, well, this is all against me. It's just like the rest of my life. We've got to be willing to deal with stress and we've got to be willing to give time time. You know, anything that you got that came easy, you didn't appreciate and you let it go. Are we willing to give time time? And when you do this, gentlemen... And when you come to realize that you are valuable despite your imperfections and you're willing to stop beating yourselves up and you're willing to stop acting like a knucklehead, like you got this whole thing figured out and you know somehow you're getting over on everybody and you realize you're better than that, you're more valuable than that, you're willing to forgive yourself and move forward, we find that this is a place where miracles happen. And gentlemen, we have miracles happen here at St. Christopher's Inn they happen here every day. A lot of other programs, you know, where they, I, had a, I did an interview, the guy said, oh, we're so lucky here. Our alumni come back like, you know, three times a year. Do you ever wonder why we have alumni come back to us every week? Every week somebody comes through these doors just wanting to reconnect, just wanting to share with you, spend time with you, rejuvenate their spirit. Do you ever stop to think, why do we have a group from Russia coming to learn from us? What is so special and unique about this place? Miracles happen here. And at this time, gentlemen, we ask that if you've experienced a miracle in the past week, if something's happened to you that you never thought was possible, but it did, we ask that you take a moment to share that miracle because it might not just feel good to be able to know that you've experienced a miracle, but there might be somebody in this room who maybe has one foot out the door. And your miracle might help somebody else keep their feet planted here. So at this time we ask, is there anyone here who's experienced a miracle in the last week to be willing to share it? Yeah. Raymond Q, track 11. Uh, my miracle is me. I'm, being, um, I'm leaving Monday. I completed this program successfully. When I came in here, I was beaten up. I came to look in the mirror. 
I was disgusted. I gave my children away to this drug. But with the help of this program, the structure and discipline, I learned how to become a man. I learned acceptance, mindfulness, to be grateful. I appreciate things. I surrendered. I have my spirituality back. I'm leaving this place a changed man, not because I did half of the work. I had to put in all the work. And yes, I did go to A and B and discharge committee. And that's what woke me up. And it made me realize that I have to put in all the work because my addiction's out there waiting for me. And I leave Monday morning, and I'm not afraid to go. I'm ready to fight. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to say I'm going to a halfway house, and, I, and I'm willing to put in as much time as I have to to get my children back in my life. And I love this place, and I'm going to miss it. And I will be back for the picnic. Thank you. I am the miracle. Thank you. Anybody else? Yeah. My name is Mitchell A. I'm from Track 4. I came directly here from jail, and uh, I wasn't really into sobriety. I thought I was going to drink to the day I died, and uh, something happened here after the third week. I don't know what it was between the staff, how great they are, and and, and the uh, the friars. Something just touched me, and, and uh, I really a changed man today. It's, it is a miracle because for me, I thought I was going to drink to the day I died, and uh, and it's a big difference from where I was in jail. I came from hell to heaven here, and this place is a blessing. Everybody here, David Gerber, Father John, all the friars here, they, they blessed me, and I used to have one-on-ones with Father John, and that's what really changed me. Start journaling and take a look at myself and see what, how much alcohol destroyed my life. Thank you for that. God bless you. Thank you. Yeah. Justin D. Track 6. Um, before I came in here, I uh, lost all sense of my spirituality. And um, for the past week, I uh, I said a prayer every day, every night before I went to bed. And a miracle to me is that that prayer has been answered every every time I wake up the next day. And, um, and I, I'm starting to find my higher power again. That's a miracle to me. Thanks. Thank you. Anybody else? Yeah. <coughs> Cole C, track four. Um, before coming into this program, I wouldn't take anyone's suggestions, and um, I took the suggestion of writing in a journal. And um, it helped me change my attitudes and the way I thought about this program and how um, how grateful I am for being here. And that helps me to realize that, you know, as long as I come out of my comfort zone, that I can accomplish what I need to. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, last one. My name is Thomas Love, and uh, my miracle is that I'm uh, back here at all. You know, I was in a 28-day program, and coming through here in 2012, I told my counselor there, the only place I want to go next is St. Crispus. He said, forget about it. The waiting list is months long. And I said to myself, you know, he said, if you're really surrendering, you'll go where your higher power wants you to go. And I said, I know my higher power wants me to come here. He told me that on Thursday, Friday morning he called me up and he said I lied to you there's a bed open you go on Monday so my miracle is just being here again being allowed to sing in that choir and having the experience to go through this again thank you you got one all right one more Dominic L track seven um I was having a rough day on Tuesday just uh hearing a lot about myself that I wasn't identifying with and I was getting a lot of support from the community but um showed up at the chapel Tuesday night to do the rosary and nobody showed up except the guy who was going to run it and um, I was fortunate enough to get into a great conversation with him and get the feedback from someone who's lived through certain things that I've lived through and you know it was just it came to at the right time and I was just grateful for it you know 
things happen for a reason, and, you know, that happened that night for a reason. That was my miracle. Thank you. Thanks. Gentlemen, people need encouragement like plants need water. The ones who need it the most are the ones who get it the least. People have been placed in your path here, unexpectedly, maybe. There are people here who have been sources of encouragement for you. Maybe they helped you to write a letter or to get through a difficult group or phone call. But they've helped you in some way. At this time, we ask that there, if there's someone in this room who's been a source of encouragement for you, that you take a moment to recognize that person. Keeping in mind these two things. One, encouragement is different than praise. Praise has a tendency to stop at thank you. Encouragement goes the extra mile and lets that person know just how their efforts have been helpful to you. And also we ask that you try to focus on one or two people at most because when we try to thank the whole community, it loses some of its power. So is there someone in here that you'd be willing to recognize that's been a source of encouragement for you? <coughs> yeah. Solomon? Um, you know, I, I had some rough phone calls with my baby's mother, and I, I was struggling. I, I was going to leave the program, and... You, you sat me down and talked to me, and you gave me some words of wisdom. And you don't even have children. And what you said to me, it, it means the world to me, man, because I'm still here, and I completed this program because of what you said. And I, I encourage you to help others because you definitely have some knowledge in that brain of yours. Thank you. Anyone else? Yeah. Douglas M., track three. Um, Justin, uh, William P., and uh, Martin H. Um, I don't know if those other guys are here, but uh, to be able to to be able to laugh again and have a good time and to uh, you know just just enjoy life um, that that's actually a miracle for me because forever for so long I just never thought I'd be able to be happy again and um, you know just you guys have just made you know it, it, I look forward being able to hang out with you guys, you know, and, and sing, stuff like that. So it, it, it's great, man. Doing what, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Jason F. Track 11, I'd like to encourage uh, Marius. Marius, I've been going through a tough time, man, and uh, you always make sure that I'm, you know, I keep my head up and I stay here for myself, and you're like a brother to me, man, and I really appreciate that. How's that helped you? It's helped me because it's kept my, my head out of, the separation with my wife, and um, it just keeps me going, man. I really appreciate it. Marius, are you used to getting words of encouragement from people in life? Uh, not at all. Um, uh, what's it feel like to be able to know that you're of value? It feels amazing. It feels like um, I make a difference. Now, how much did he man. pay you for, for, <laughs> for your effort? Well, he's paying me with friendship and, and, and love and respect. It doesn't so cost anything to be a source of encouragement, yeah. to make a difference in somebody else's life. Yes. Uh, good morning. I'm Brian. I'm Brian D. Uh, track seven. I like to encourage Robert L. Um, track seven. Um, Robert and I, you. Bo we both have gone through some things in our lives and some losses, and uh, you, we, we, we came in broken, and uh, we got to keep peeling away at that onion. I, I've noticed that you're, you're, you're beginning to become more open about we got to leave stuff here, and we keep doing things like that. And I know that you have, and you're helping me show myself that. Uh, I'm I'm still a person, and I I, I want to rebuild myself again. So, what you show me is that um I can't do this by myself, but I could do it with other people, you know. And I I noticed that 
you're, you're being more open about that, and I want to thank you for that. Thanks, Ross. That's great. Thank you. Yes. Last one. Tad D, track one. I would like to encourage Douglas M. <clears throat> Doug, you've been a good friend to me since you got here, and uh, I've had a, a bunch of rough days while I was here. You know, I received upsetting letters, uh, uh, bad phone calls from my family, and uh, you just, you've always been there, you know, whether it was if I, I needed a hug or just someone to talk to, and uh, whether I'm in a bad mood or not, you always seem to be able to put a smile on my face, and I appreciate that, man. All right, we got two more, oh, three more. I got to go quick, though. Marco 7, track 4, Gordon, Mitchell. I, I'm, uh, I, it's been, I've been here for a little while. Um, though the humor that you guys have and the joy that I get from you guys, it's very innocent and sober. Um, I, I enjoy how we can just poke fun of ourselves. Um, but then again, when it's time to just really get serious about conversations, um, I find it totally with you guys, and it's we keep it balanced there. And I totally, um, I know what needs to be done here, and be patient here, and it helps me just stay in the day. Great. Totally. Yeah. Uh, my name is Jose P, and I've been here three days, and um, I want to thank the people in Intake that brought me in and gave me gave me a lot of love in here and you know even i don't know these people's name my brothers but i like that you know for the past three days they woke me with open arms you know and they told me gave me confidence that i can do this you know and to tell you the truth like you were saying all the groups and all the you know, and it's hard, and, and it's hard. I'm from the city, Bronx, you know, and I've been doing it for 40 years now. You know, I, I surrendered, you know, and I came here, and I'm going to do the program. And I want to be, I really want to thank the people in um, Private Renew. Uh-huh. They, they helped me, too. Good. You know, I want to say thank you to them. You got it. Thank you. Last one. Gregory Ochak 6, I would like to encourage um, Marcin. Marcin, I consider you a friend here, and you helped me through a lot of situations, you know, just laughing with me, talking with me, joking, and I know you're going through a hard time, so I would like to tell you if you need somebody to talk to, you have my ear, and don't make any rash decisions. Don't leave before the miracle happens. Um you help me by just talking to me and joking with me. Like I come to you with just if I'm down or something, and you 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 help you help me you help lift me up. So I want to give the same to you. So if you have any, if you want to talk to me or just you know just joke around or just laugh, just you know I'm I'm here for you. Okay, gentlemen, I'm going to shut this thing down now before we get to our last segment. Um, want to let you know that if you'd like more information about St. Christopher's Inn, you can find us at stchristophersinn.org. Find information about upcoming events like our board of directors dinner or maybe our thrift shop. Uh, until next time, we wish you peace, serenity, and sobriety.